Blog Talk Radio. Seems to be a pattern or build before SummerSlam. Makes someone cry about how wrestling's been going lately for WWE. Because if I'm not mistaken, AEW has beaten them in ratings several weeks in a row. And not only does it have anything to do with well, yes, it does because fans don't want to tune into something that they know is going to follow suit. You knew tonight on Raw that when Oscar went one on one with Sasha Banks, that somehow there's going to be some cheap way that she's going to, you know, keep her Raw Women's Championship, and that was probably the most entertaining match of the entire evening. And here's why. On tonight's edition of WWE Raw, more controversy has occurred between Aleister Black, Dominic Mysterio, and the Messiah of Monday Night Raw. Folks, I mean, I wish I could be making this shit up, but it takes forever for WWE to develop something. I mean, it doesn't have the same impact as it did, you know, when they were going to... uh, different arenas and having different crowd reactions based on the region that they were in. I mean, it's just, it's hard to remain positive about a company in which, you know, the merchandise is the bomb diggity. But, uh, the stories and the matches are wiggity, wiggity, whack. But, I mean, I stole something there from Crisscross. But, you get what I'm saying? There's so much going on, you know, during a three-hour television thing. In order for me to report what went on, I'd have to read the results of what happened. So let me just point this out. If WWE is to get any formal rating of sorts, you got to get rid of somebody off of the creative team. And it's not just Vince. You need to clean the slate, do something different. The Sasha Oscar match wasn't bad. You know, and they both gave it. Match told the story. But when things take forever, you know, to load up, like, uh, I don't know, Bailey's attempt at uh, making a backstage attack look brutal, you know. It makes me cringe because Oscar normally beat the fuck out of Sasha any day of the week. And they're allowing the subtlety of making it seem like 
Sasha is evenly matched with Oscar. Get the fuck out of here. That is not, it's not humanely possible for that whiny bitch to be anywhere near the level of Oscar. Oscar made her look like a million bucks, and she's the baby face. It wasn't a bad match, but at the same time, you want my honesty, you want my opinion, so that therefore you can build upon, you know, critique or suggestion. It's funny when people say, oh, I, I'm open to criticism, and the minute you start doing it, you shit all over uh, certain people and certain superstars. This is why WWE did not capitalize on or could not capitalize on talents like the Good Brothers, Heath Slater, Kurt Hawkins. Yes, I know some of you are saying, well, they are mid-carters. Why does it matter? I know Kyrie is actually trying to leave. She can't because travel has been banned in the United States to Japan unless there's some form of emergency. She, Kyrie saying really can't leave. And the reason why I'm zeroed in and focused close without Lady Lynn bad, but um, I'm rocking it solo tonight because I just it's not going to be one big rant but I have to get all my thoughts out there collectively speaking and with two people, trust me, I'm just going to speak over Lady Lynn and it wouldn't be fair to her There's a lot of tension backstage Why? Because there's so many goddamn changes. Yes, you know, you got to adjust yourself. If you work for WWE, you got to be prepared to be the same. And after reading the interview between Eric Young and certain publication, you know, he said, I'm not going to stand out in the hallway for three and a half, four hours just for a 45 minute conversation. Folks, it's more than just conversations, creative speaking-wise. I mean, come on. Realistically, normally, Asta would completely dominate other females from NXT, right? And then when she got to Maine, they're like, well, let's tell a story between her and Charlotte Flair. You've heard this spiel before. Why is it that WWE cannot keep a fan base, a consistent one? I mean, they only raised a tenth in ratings. That's what I'm saying. Okay, if you have any questions, folks, it's Wrestle underscore Radio. If you have any questions regarding professional wrestling, baseball, for fuck's sake, you know, it seems like they have, they have a off topic here. They had a COVID nineteen outburst. They could not play against the Marlins. And that's the baseball report during a wrestling show. So anyways, as I was saying, Asuka's gimmick in NXT compared to Asuka's gimmick now is basically very submissive. Not very expansive. There's no change. Everything's the fucking same. I could have told you what would have happened tonight because they want to keep it on Sasha. You know what they're doing here, folks. So they didn't want Asuka to have a dominant reign. No, they like we have to have a build before SummerSlam. There has to be some heat between Asuka and 
Sasha Banks. Like, that's the ultimate heat, but at the same token, this is the heat that disappears, you know. This were a magic trick, I would fucking disappear. I need this, you know, she's saying it gimmick wise, she's saying it for gimmick. I honestly, folks, what Sasha needs is a reality, and the reality is as follows. Whenever someone throws a tantrum and then unfollows the company that they work for, all because they were promised to link these title runs, they were promised this, that, the other, you know, in the contract that was signed when they won the tag team, cha- the women's tag team championship title, Sasha and Bailey. Now, they're like the female versions of whomever WWE has tried to shove down our collective throats, and it's not fun. I'm sorry, but if this were on live television, right, live TV, what would be the most appealing thing? I think, you know, Mustafa Ali standing up to the Hurt Club, whatever, because he believed in something different. Interesting fucking concept, but I mean, there's a lot of, there are a lot of things, folks, that can get critiqued, criticized, given suggestions, but the bottom line is, most the majority of that is can we as the people say this was it worth it because now the rating scale looks like this at two and a half maybe 2.2 all the way down to under 2 million viewers Yes, I know pro wrestling doesn't hold a place in some people's hearts, but it does hold a place in mine and others that want to be entertained. We want to be fucking entertained. And Sasha and Oscar's match told the story up until the shitty... What is with the... Well, at least it's not, you know... Can't, in this instance, be optimistic because... I will not be able to complete a sentence in my own fucking head. And I got to tell you, I'm one of those that it doesn't have to be picture perfect, but now they're like, well, it told a story and now it's a build for SummerSlam. And you repeat this. If SummerSlam is going to be anything like the previous SummerSlams, Allow me to tell you, you know, pull the fucking plug. The whole Vince McMahon, Michael Hayes, you know, those two have fallen out of touch with some of what the audience, some of the audience wants and needs from WWE. So without further ado, folks, this is a nice segue into my lovely show. Off the Rails and Censors is a trademark podcast since March 7, 2016. Any usage, a reproduction of the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored, you will get a hefty $45 fine and be directly deposited through my PayPal. If you don't believe me, there's an actual link to it now. So, if you have this content, is explicit 
for minors under the age of 18. If they're under the age of 14, why the fuck are they listening to it? And furthermore, entering my mind especially, I cannot guarantee that she will not be offended, but you know what? Fuck it. Because some of you may get take high offense to uh, what I've been saying, how I've been representing my you know, factual backup with facts. Anyways, monkeys in the truck, you know what to do. Dig it. Dig it. everywhere I want to be, right? Look, if you think the pipe bombs from CM Punk were monumental, nowhere near what Punk did on Raw, and it's not going to have the same impact, because why? Who am I, you know, a measly former worker who sounds like a disgruntled employee. You did this wrong, you did that wrong, you get rid of creative. Look, there are those of us who know where the final say comes from, and it's sad that it takes podcasts for things to change. Yeah, the Sasha Oscar match is great. So I, I have a quick question: Is it going to be winner takes all NXT style? Like all the championships are going to be put on the line, and then somehow, some way. Sasha and Bailey are going to retain every single championship, making Asuka and Kyrie Sane look weak. How does it make Roman look weak? Well, allow me to explain and elaborate. How? Bailey can barely fuck work. It's not, well, it's somewhat true. She just sucks, plain and simple. I'm sorry. But I'm not sorry because Bailey supposedly was a role model back in NXT. I never could stand that bitch. Whenever she wrestled, I'm sorry. She has a very, very arrogant and depressed disposition. And this is the class of 2014, right? The very first class of NXT that went, you know, further than a game show. You're telling me that people cannot be more suggestive, more creative. This is pro wrestling for fuck's sake. Let shit fly. Because if you want to compete with that company that is next door, you know, in Jacksonville, called AEW, you best listen to what the biggest cynics and the biggest critics have to say. Because if you don't and you pull that shit of, well, I listen to you enough, listen here. No one knows how to run a show the way that, you know, maybe, oh, no one knows how to run a show the way that fill in the blank. As I told you, if a fan were to take over, there'd still be people pissed off about, well, how one runs the show. So how do how do you get suggestive? 
Ask the workers, okay, what would where do you see yourself going? And if they don't give you a straight answer, that's when you fucking steer them in proper direction. Bailey still cannot talk. Sasha is still a spoiled brat. It's been that way since 2014. They had a great, excellent match, you know, at Barclays, which I was witness to, and others were witness to, and it was an emotional roller coaster. And never be. I don't know if that match will ever be duplicated, but I can tell you this right now: of all the alumni of NXT, those two are the worst. One, you know. She cannot function by herself to save her life. And by functioning, I mean, sure, she's annoying, and that's, you know, what heels are supposed to be. They're supposed to be annoying. They're supposed to be unbearable. They're supposed to be the bane of existence. Wrestling is supposed to be a show in general. And if you don't pull the plug... On McMahon Hayes and all the old school writers, really bad, fairly quick. I mean, if the ratings are a 2.5, and that's, or actually 2.6, and it's a tenth above what it was before in the demographic, change. Change is inevitable, meaning you cannot avoid it. You want to put the new talent first. Uh, so Alistair Black finally has a story, and, and he was one of the dominant parties of NXT, but yet Andrade Cien Almas and Angel Garza, I, mean, I don't, I'm not understanding the pairing system, okay, in some instance, I get. But if you sit long enough at a table and you watch review tape, and you know how you can fix it, that you still you still sit there being smug, and it makes fans of WWE shrug their shoulders, going, "Okay." So, Lashley, Shelton, Benjamin, and MVP. R-Truth, you know, still chasing after a 24-7 championship, which is the biggest fucking joke title uh, I have ever seen in my life. And uh, like I said, I cannot be optimistic this week about WWE because, uh, believe me, NXT getting beat out by a company that's only been in existence for almost two years. I would love to sit through a creative meeting and, and and look and listen to what goes down because I'm curious, just curious why I wanted to torture myself and watch some of WWE. They're like, well, you know, kids like it. Yeah, kids like it because they don't they don't know who the hero that actually they do know. They know that the, the good guy is the one getting cheered and the bad guy is the one that's supposed to get their ass stomped like a mud hole. But, you know, lately, 
powers that be haven't been giving have not even been giving it a second thought. Like, what if Sasha Banks didn't win tonight? So she's gonna go and cry like she did at Mania Thirty Five. I mean, I know I'm repeating this on a fucking loop, but it's true. Oh, it's damn true. There are certain people in professional wrestling who cry and still get their way. My, must that be nice? Because some say, well, you you may have cried. I said, well, I've only cried once, and that was on the offhand chance I really needed a phone charger from Amazon. And there was nothing in the package, and I had to go back to my old cord, which sounded like this, ying, ying, ying. It's that kind of annoying feeling when I watch main roster bullshit because there's a certain someone still making decisions and going, well, I didn't like this. Oh, we got to change it up because he's now, you know, he has his own show. He's on his own show, so we're still going to... There's problems with the way the creative staff is structuring things in some aspects. The feuds and the feud arts I got to be bigger because it's SummerSlam, correct? So you're throwing random people at the Hurt Club, like Mustafa Ali, and then our truth interferes during the middle of a match, which is getting old. And it's funny at first. They're like, "Where do you find these stuff, folks?" If you just go to a meme generator. If you have any further questions about pro wrestling, let me know. But if you try to make a meme. You're trying to generate one, go to Meme Generator on App Store. You can make as many, you know, take as many pictures as you want, put as many captions as you want. Visit the App Store today on Apple. Consider myself a reasonable fan because there are times and places for everything in professional wrestling. There is no such thing as logic. Throw that shit out the fucking window a long time ago. In some instances. But what really made me or allowed me to turn off the programming of WWE Raw so that I could prepare for this is the fact that someone did a move from behind and you can still clearly see That there's no so. Oh, speaking of no so, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. What is? There's several countouts. So instead of making matches, you guys pissed the audience off again. Byline said, oh, "There's gonna be no uh, no pinfalls. Just gonna be countout." I can just imagine. I. It's really bad when I can imagine hearing T.S. Michael Ace's voice. Well. Uh, not using an Oscar versus Sasha. Or we're going to do a bill before SummerSlam. And we tell y'all, it's going to be a good match because we're going to tell a fucking story because even though Oscar's going to lose, I don't think he said anything in regards to that way, but it does sound like he does not make the final decision or the final cut, but he is the one responsible for booking matches and saying who's going to go over or whatnot. So he's kind of like a mini promoter.
I just, I'm sorry, the yawn is because I really want to understand how Raw went from top-notch programming to complete and utter bullshit. I can't believe we still have, you know, the gumption to watch the fucking show or the, the tolerance that is. Me trying to watch one of my friend's favorite shows that I'm not into and sit there and say, well, you know, this is a grand old time show as well, but you never used the, you never used it. You never even made sure that, you know, you wanted to be 100% sure okay with it. Not just using talent properly is the problem. It's Afraid to think outside the box. What happened to the devil may care attitude of during the attitude there, we're going to change everything to attitude. And there's certain things that will be starting to shed the PG era. If it weren't for the fact that people are riding right and left, there's a lot of fucking factors, man. If it weren't for the fact that people were riding right and left, that shit was going down, I I can just imagine how much free range might occur, but until then, pull the plug. It is bad. What's the contributing factors uh, to WWE's slight demise? Like I said, the merch is going, the merch sales are going up. That's not the fucking problem. People are buying belts because we don't have an arena to go through to get the title belts, to get the shirts that don't cost any form of tax when you buy them live and in person. But I want to point something out to those listening that are on the professional side of things. You don't think that people catch on or read, um, especially for someone, like I said, that unfollowed WWE social media handles, including her own Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and she gets rewarded? And she's getting punished. That doesn't fucking matter. What matters is when you work for a professional wrestling company, you're to entertain the fans. If the fans are not entertained and you don't get any recommendations or people wanting to watch outside of, well, my kid watches it or my nephew watches it, that's great. I don't want to be too critical of a company that I, you know... Back in the day, man, it was when, not just the Monday Night Wars. Boy, it took a lot of shows to evolve WWE. Now the problem is the person that's doing the evolving is now the one listening, psychiatrically speaking. How does one improve any aspect of professional wrestling go back to where the crowds react the most and now that's hard to do because of the whole fucking global pandemic but go back and watch 
what made this company a success. Is AEW just going to steamroll every single week? Is why the fans are given what they want. You know, like Sasha Banks, who sat on her ass going to a beach, just relaxing, chillaxing, I should say, and not a damn thing occurred, you know, because, well, we need you, so now we found the perfect spot for you. It's not just Sasha Banks that's the problem. You have a gimmick that's going stale uh, with Seth Rollins on the Monday Night Messiah and Buddy Murphy have it off in theories and hot water and deep shit. Can't really use him. Charlotte Flair's boobs. Sorry, hon, but let's just tell him it like it is. There's a problem with her implants, folks. That's why you haven't seen her. So now you got uh, Nia Jax filling in for that. Are you trying? Are you fucking kidding me? So Baszler cannot even lay a finger on Nia Jax. Okay. So are they going to face each other at SummerSlam? And the winner gets a shot, a future shot at SmackDown Live or the Raw Women's Championship. Baszler was favored. I don't know. I mean, Triple H seems to really like her, so they're breaking her in with the old man. As far as, you know, the concept of the gimmick. And I got to tell you, it's irritating because Baszler was a complete nightmare in NXT. Not in a bad way, but you knew that that gimmick was going to be something fierce. So they're starting her off against Nia Jax. So you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket just yet if we're speaking WWE terminology, right? Or logic. Or lack thereof. Well, I'm starting to sound like Jim Cornette here. Um, Except for minus the racism and the the expletives in some aspects. Um, I just knew back in the day that women's wrestling really didn't matter until the point of 2017 to actually 2014 when it started with the four horsewomen in NXT, the women coming over from Shimmer like Becky Lynch and Bailey and Sasha and Paige. You just point this out. There's more than just one person that's responsible for all this nonsense going on and the same matches happening over and over except for you add another team in for the tag team championship number one contenders match. Andrade Cienavas and Angel Garza. So three profits are going to face them at SummerSlam for the WWE tag team championships. He like, I've seen this match on repeat. Someone wake me up when July, August, and September ends. And October, November, that'd be a nice little hibernation there. Unfortunately, I'm not a total bear, but... There's a lot of fixes that could occur, like... The no-selling. Well, you know, if you were to do that against old wrestlers like Bruiser Brody and The Undertaker, for that matter, 
and not just those two, but if you know sold them during a match like Nia Jax did when Baszler kicked almost kicked her face off, I just I shudder to think how that would look. Notice how I, I'm going around in circles mentioning the same female superstars because Men's matches are literally quite the same. Like, just add an element in there that, oh, I don't notice. You know, we're going to have six-man tag or naked Texas Tornadoes rules or first team to grab a steel chair and beat the ever-living fuck out of the opponent with. Go, you know, just go for it. It's like, you know, that uh, old adage, if it's fourth down in football, you better go for the big pass or surprise them with a delay draw. Sad part is WWE doesn't want to get the ball, the metaphorical ball out anymore and basically serve up great serve, you know, like in beach volleyball. Hmm. No, it's just turn the speaker on, turn it to a certain volume, don't take any kind of risk whatsoever, let the audience decide for ourselves. And see if it was a good show or not. I got news for you. If I had to watch one more minute of WWE Raw, I was probably going to say the best suggestion for me was to cool down and wear my fucking headphones. Because I get it. You're supposed to do story arcs before Summer Sun. I get it 100%. What I don't understand is the story arcs and builds are not that entertaining. Yet people still with amnesia tune in and say, well, WWE Raw was a great show. I can't believe, you know, this match is happening next. And, oh, it's going to be an infernal match. Or, oh, no. I can't remember anything outside World Wrestling Entertainment you know that was two weeks ago three weeks ago because I just now started re-watching what you know the offer on USA Network since my baseball team could not play tonight gonna watch that and multitask and watch on my iPad now that I got Hulu TV it'd just be nice if you guys could please pull the fucking plug eventually and just be like, here we go. Here's our show. Please tune in and watch because we got some really good fucking content for you to go off of. This is a global pandemic. Think of it like this. If I was to go to a movie or an arcade and not anything, you know, in the arcade was remotely interesting... No games were good at all. It was just the same Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, a shooting game, a water shooting game, and what else? Skee-ball. And then the arcade never changed or evolved with times. Do you think that people would want to come in there and play the same game over and over? Some of you might say yes, because I kick ass. 
it's it's very disheartening. Now, you know, when you tune in to watch WWE, even though NXT is slowly but surely forming stories, you know, the whole fact that Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, you know it's going to happen. Because Karrion Cross is tearing through everyone in Keith Lee. They're probably going to have, I don't know if he's going to drop the NXT championship and go to main roster. I hope to God you do not do that, but doing them. Well, he suggested that he goes to main roster. Maybe we should do the opposite of what he does. See what he gets, you know, see what happens. See what he gets pissed off when I'm like, um. There's just a lot of things, folks, that need fixing. And I've said this for the last two years, right? It's when your phone breaks. And you see a crack in the screen protector. Or when you know you need your tires rotated. Certain things you do in life fix so that your tires won't screech when it's deep rain. Or so that when you look at a picture on your phone, the image doesn't look distorted or off. It's a lot of fucking problems. A lot. Too many to go over, but, you know, people want specifics of, like, okay, you told us we need to fix things, but you're not being specific. How about letting the wrestlers loose instead of just having a basic wrestling match? Not doing, like, AEW, but every once in a great while, how about a cage match? How about a... uh, Flag on the pole match, you know, with different countries, different teams. There's a lot of tension because so many people are just like tuning in, tuning out, tuning in, tuning out. It's based off of, okay, we had 2.6 million in the first hour, and then it dropped to 2.5, and then it dropped to 2.3, all the way down to 2.1. It's problematic when your ratings hit below three, and that's the average viewership that you should have, which is, okay, lowest is 2.52. You're pushing the fact that you can go under 1.7, 1.5. And I'm throwing numbers out there. Yes, I am, because back in the day, this show, Raw, used to get 10 million viewers because you didn't know what the hell was going to happen with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or Shawn Michaels, or Triple H, or the list goes on. Shane McMahon, Test, Stephanie, Chris Jericho was added into the mix. The Rock, Steve Blackman, Al Snow. Unpredictability is the best thing that can happen to people in watching professional wrestling because it is very similar to watching a magic show as a kid because now you know okay, we're going to be watching this dude. He's really cool. And um, he's going to pull that rabbit out of hat. So, and then you have, like I said, it's very hard to people please anyone in the form of entertainment. But when it comes to professional wrestling, that should be, it should just be second nature. Like, wow, you know, the matches tonight were really good and there was less talking. 
again with the promos, man. Just MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Shelton Benjamin. There should be somewhat a sense of purpose when you're trying to present a show in front of fans that are watching at home. Not the ones that are the your, you know, NXT up and comers, but the people who are watching them. I turned it off after Sasha Oscar because I'm so I Sasha couldn't beat Oscar with her hands tied behind her back. We know this, so they're like, Oh, they're built for SummerSlam. Yikes, I even forgot that was a thing because it's doing so bad. The last few SummerSlam folks that I have been to in person has really sucked. You know what kept me coming back? NXT TakeOvers. And even those, I'm worried about TakeOver 30 because how many ladder matches have we had, you know, in NXT? That's not the issue. It's just, it just seems like everyone's really lagging behind when ask me, is there anything nice you could say? The women are highlighting the show, just the show's not really doing them any favors by not giving the women a certain bit of challenge, a certain new look. Just because you put Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax together, like there's combustible elements, you know, it's going to be a hell of a match, it's going to be a great matchup. It looks great on paper, folks. We all know that Baszler can tear Nia a new one. She's still no selling shit. She's super nice, and she's very friendly as a person outside the ring, but her skills are yet too far to be desired. If I just kick you in the face and you get so pissed off that you come at me anyways and you start throwing me around like a ragdoll, I'm going to whisper in your ear, get ready, bitch, for the comeuppance. Because if I'm a fucking worker and you do me like that, and you know so my move, that could easily knock a motherfucker out, and yes, I'm going to have issues with you. I'm going to have umbrage with you. No-selling a move in professional wrestling is a deep no-no. No-selling, it's why was the theme tonight? How can we piss off the fans quicker that are watching at home by creating two counters that impact certain aspects of how things are going to turn out because you know they're going to story arc build Sasha, Asuka, Kyrie, Bailey. Because Kyrie had beaten Bailey a week ago in the middle of the ring because they made fun of her just like they're trying to make fun of Asuka. And folks, I'm all for you know women's wrestling. But boy, it begs the fucking question. Where, oh where, for art thou good wrestling, when will creative be at peace with one another? And three, if I'm cutting this short, you know that's kind of funny. Normally I can go on and on and on, rant in circles. Anyways. Creative needs to change its mindset, at least likely, because you're not. I'm not going to convince them, because I know they don't fucking listen to any other show. They're like, we can base our criticism off of what he says. I would hope so. 
Well, folks, I'm going to wrap it up instead of ranting in circles. So if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Off the subject here. Toodles, bitches. I got to go to sleep in the mo- I got to go to sleep. I got to go to sleep. I got to go to sleep. And wake up in the morning. So if you enjoy the show, share, download, repeat, whatever you got to do, folks. I'm fading and fading fast. So I will catch you Wednesday on Off the Rails Uncensored because I'm pretty sure I will have something to rant or be uh, questioning about when it comes to professional wrestling and WWE levels. So anyways, toodles, bitches, for real. The cult of personality. The cult of personality.